Hi, Chad. Hey, Cameron. It's Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. And I That's think us. I noticed while editing that last week I never like introduced ourselves or said the name of the the, the show. Oh. And it's like it's it's polite to do that, but it's also it one of those weird things where you, you click on the show, like you know what you're listening to. Yep. But it's still polite to do it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I've never really thought about that. Like, I figure if you, if you download an Opinions of Cheap episode, even if you don't really mean to, it's still like, it, 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 it has our name somewhere in the tagline, right? Or am I crazy? Yeah, no, it does. And it's also, like, it could be your first one. You still have to click on it once. Yeah. I, just, I was thinking about this because I was watching a YouTube discussion. And the video opened with, like, the, it was like a back and forth for a minute where they were teasing what the topic would be. And it's like the title of the show is right there. Like, I know what you're talking about. And it wasn't like clever or self-aware. It was like they were actually like excited to surprise you with this topic. And it wasn't working because it's like, well, no, the thumbnail had a picture of it and the title's there. And like, I, I know what the topic is. Just talk about it. Yeah. I like it when, like, I'll watch a YouTube video, and they'll be like, and you'll probably know what it looks like, because it'll be the thumbnail, you know, if they're, like, painting something or building something. And it's like, you're right, I will. I know I know the answer right. before like, you do. Like, I like do. that more. You're aware of the format. Yes. Exactly. Speaking of format, I, I'm in a habit of talking about me. I had a vocal lesson uh, this week. Uh, if if we tuned in the last time I had a vocal lesson, I was a little like down on it. It was one of those um, not so fun ones where we were working on uh, tension and jaws and, 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 you know, we weren't really doing distortion. We were doing um, self-care, I would say. Uh, the one I had this week was also kind of in the same realm, but a lot more mental than it was like physical and Despite it being not like the most exciting lesson, it turned out to be a really good one, and uh, I'm 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 having a lot of fun with stuff again, and I wanted to let everybody know because I only have so many things going on in my life, and that's one of them. So now everybody knows. Yay! But uh, I've been I've been working on on a noise. I'm gonna do it real quick because it's fun. But it's like, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> It makes me happy because it sounds work? very scary. <laughs> um, one, of the, one of the things I've been chasing and trying to figure out how to do is really bring my uh, arytenoid cartilages into what I'm doing. So it's a lot less um, open sounding, a little more tight, a little more rumbly. And I guess I accidentally figured out how to do that because when I did that for Mark this weekend, he's like, hey, do that again a couple more times and then do it without distortion. And he's like, yeah, you, you figured it out. Like you're you're. You're bringing those in. Maybe like you could do it more, but you're finally like really gaining some control over that part of your uh, your musculature, which is cool. Cause like that noise is like it's super fun to do. I was playing with that my a lot of practicing today and just like recording it and and, and doing lines and um uh, feeling like a goddamn bear. And see, I want you to keep practicing these so you can like whip them out in VR chat and do characters. Yeah. Not that that microphone's gonna like fully, you know, like pay off all their hard work, but still. Oh well, it's fun. It, it it still will surprise people that don't know any better or will not expect it. 
And the point is to have fun with it. Yeah. But uh, karaoke this weekend on Sunday, and I get to show up with that, and I'm kind of excited. That's good. Um, the other thing's going on in my life. Do you want to just jump in? I, I finished the book of Boba Fett. We were kind of teasing this before the show, going back and forth a little bit. Uh, we talked about it, I, I want to say either last week or the week before. Um, but yeah, finally done with it. Uh, I think uh, the last time we talked about it, I was only halfway through. Or the Mandalorian had just showed up. So we watched another three or four episodes. And Grogu's back. And the final episode was lots of fighting. And a Rancor showed up. And there, it was all very Star Wars. And there was things about it I really liked. And there's things about it I thought were stupid. And I, I'm, I'm, I guess like it's okay if a show is like a 6 out of 10. And you're like, but it was kind of fun. I recommend it. But also don't, you know, keep your, keep your uh, expectations at a certain level. I think that's what this show is uh, to me. I know you aren't super high on it, but now that I'm done, I don't know. Do you have any opinions on like the ending before I launch into into my opinions on the ending? I didn't really like the show at all, and I was kind of just like waiting for it to end. Okay. Uh, but you you said something there where it's like it can be a six out of ten, but you still like enjoy it. It's like, I think it's weird how we've developed this thing where everyone thinks that they're a critic and that they are required to enjoy something at the same level that they would objectively rate it as a form of art. Yeah. And it's like, I, I mean, I, I enjoy things that are literal one out of tens, but I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I think that disconnects that you, you shouldn't feel shame for liking Book of Boba Fett. Like, you, you shouldn't have to qualify it. If you enjoyed it, it's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't just mean you. I mean, like, anybody. I, I think it's weird that I keep seeing people fall into this where I don't think they're aware that they're doing it. And it's like they are immediately defensive just for enjoying something. It's like they feel guilty that they're happy because, like, oh, someone's going to be mad at me if I if I enjoy this. So I have to, I have to tear it down before i say that i enjoyed it yeah I, I was watching um a youtuber and he was he was ranking like just albums like album art uh and he had a, a list he came in with and then his twitch streamers were giving him some to, to talk about and it was kind of funny where he'd like bring something up that was really terrible but it was terrible in such an enjoyable way that he's like this is an s tier i was in graphic design you can't argue with me this one is the best and then another one would show up and be like this one is terrible but not for the same reasons that one is. So this isn't F tier, and it's just like, yeah, you can uh, you can find ways to enjoy things that you said you can enjoy a one out of ten movie, right? Um, and I think it's so. I mean, we live in we live in such an irony enriched world now, where things are just like I like it because it's ironic, or I said it, and it's it's me being ironic. And I think in a lot of ways that has kind of become a catch all word for sarcastic. Which I don't really like because, like, irony has yeah, like a definition too. of like you know Hamlet is ironic or or Romeo and Juliet is ironic because of the way everybody dies, but like you saying something and being like I this is so bad it's good I guess maybe that's technically ironic I don't know we live in we live in strange times and it, and the way people talk about media definitely like exemplifies that. I will I will have something come out and I'll be like I really like that but depending on who I'm talking to I feel like I have to like tailor my excitement to a certain degree or the conversation's not going to be fun because they're going to just push back. 
this is really, really uh, prevalent in music groups, especially like talking about metal albums. You know, band gets too popular, and all of a sudden, like, man, that new Lorna Shore song was great. And they're like, oh, fucking Lorna Shore. They remember when they were, no one cared about them. And it's like, yeah, now they're making money. Good for them, right? Like, I don't know. But with Boba Fett. Now, on the topic of being negative. Yeah, we could do that. I, yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about the the framing the negative stuff. And we'll get back to Boba Fett. I do want to talk more about it. But last night, I was recording a show with Herc. And yeah. we're doing uh what's the word? Uh, we're doing a postmortem on the Shadowlands expansion, like as a whole. And neither of us could stand the topic because we kept like no matter what topic it was, we would say, Yeah, and you know, it was better back in this time. And it's like we had to talk about things we would rather talk about than Shadowlands. And everything about Shadowlands is like, Yeah, this is when I unsubbed the third time this expansion. And it's just like it was constant negativity in a way that sure. I, I normally I don't talk, but it was like it was really funny. I was hoping that he would give a different spin, and instead we're both like, nope, hundred percent same page. This is bad. Yeah, you, you've I haven't heard a lot of good things about Shadowlands, but the only people I know that have played it are basically you and him. So small sample size. Oh yeah, but it is kind of a small relief to know that I'm not just being bitter or. Or picky because I know sometimes my tastes are like too refined, sure, or narrow maybe. Uh, going back to Boba Fett, it's the same thing where I didn't really like it from the start and it didn't get better. And we talked a little bit offline here, but it's like to me they never had the character of Boba Fett. It's like I don't know who this person was. Yeah, and you were sending me like comic book pages and it's like oh this version of the character does objectively just look more interesting than the one we got and i don't that's such a weird yeah, a thing bit with, of that with the marvel comics being like actually official canon and then they have a show that like goes against the comics which are canon so which is the canon i mean i'm guessing it's the show because more people are going to experience that i i can't help but think of just like there's like fun ideas and good ideas in the show and everything around them is really clumsy. And I didn't mind so much within the first couple episodes because it's like, okay, it's introducing us to things. I kind of like this dual um, plot line going on. I find him in the past with the Tuscans way more interesting than him in the future, like trying to take over Jabba's drug palace or whatever it is. And then it, you know, catches up. And then, hey, Mandalorian shows up. And so now he's kind of our B story. And it's like, oh, I like him a lot. I, I really enjoyed the Mandalorian both seasons. Uh, Rogu gets to show up uh, when Luke showed up for a while. Like deep fake Luke kind of freaked me out. Like there is something weirdly uncanny I don't like that about all. that. Despite like how good of a job they did, I was still like I, I don't know if I, I don't like this. And then uh, Bando's like, oh, I want to see the kid. I got him a gift, and the the one lady's just like, Well, I'll give it to Grogu for you. And then you can leave and don't worry, everything's cool. And it's like, this is a cult, but then Mando's in a cult. So who's, who's in the worst cult? And I think, I think the Jedi come across as worse, honestly, uh, in some, at least in some capacity. And then, so like, then Luke gives Grogu like an option, like, Hey, you can either take a lightsaber and you can be a great Jedi, or you can go see your friend who you like because he's your friend and, and Grogu's like yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna go hang with my friend and I was like hell yeah that's the right decision Grogu fuck them Jedi 
I, I enjoy that, like, as the series has gone on, that the, the Jedi being, like, the objective good uh, black and white morality stuff has been kind of peeled away. And they're clearly a very flawed organization with um, red flags galore. I, I like that. I, I And I enjoy that this kind of brought that in. And, and even having Luke do it, I think, is cool. Because everybody likes Luke, right? He's fucking Luke Skywalker. Oh, blah, 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 blah. So that, that stuff was fine. That episode itself was, like, weirdly kind of long and i feel like everybody in it talked too much it was a it was just a weird episode like good ideas very clunky execution and that's like the entirety of the show culminating in the ending where i feel like everybody was dumb and the things that you thought would happen because of course they would happened and then the good guys are like i don't know confused like oh you know what i mean they all betrayed us it's like of course they all fucking betrayed you what you're dealing with drug lord politics here and like houses. I'm seeing the word like a lot. I'm sorry. I don't normally try to do all the verbal filler, but I, I'm, I'm excited. Too. It's just, I don't know what Boba Fett wants. And then even at the end when he's talking to the blue cowboy, who I did, who the blue cowboy was great. I I, I enjoyed the shit out of that blue cowboy alien man a lot. He, yeah. I, I don't know what he's from. I imagine he was like in a show. He's from or Star a, Wars. Yes, I know. But I mean, like, as far as the expanded universe goes, I, I can't imagine they made him up for this. He feels like someone that w- he like a piece of fan service that really hardcore Star Wars fans are going to get. And dipshits like me are going to go, oh, I like that one. He's got blue eyes or no, he's got blue skin and, and orange eyes. He's very scary. He's he's a cowboy, but a bad cowboy. He's an outlaw. He was yeah, fun. He, he's Boba Fett's mentor when Boba Fett was a child and he taught him how to be a bounty hunter. Well, he got fucking stabbed. Which was fun. But that whole that whole conversation was sort of the ultimate, like, the like, hey, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And Boba Fett gets to be like, I'm here and I'm doing this because of this. And my reaction is like, wait, what do you mean? Like, like none of this, none of this makes a whole lot of character sense. I don't understand why anybody's doing anything in this show. I'm just along for the ride and the spectacle. But now that it's over, I can't help but go back and be thinking, hey... What if, what if there were character arcs that actually like ended up in a way that made sense and was satisfying to watch? Because even at the end, Boba Fett is going like, "Oh hey, maybe this isn't what we want. I don't know if we're cut out for this. I don't really like it now that I have it." And Fennec's like, "Well, we we kind we're kind of stuck here. Like we're not going to do it. Who will?" And he's like, oh, "I guess." And it's like, "Oh, so you didn't actually learn anything? Like your 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 character arc isn't really there wasn't one. You're just kind of flat." And that's not good. That's not fun storytelling. I didn't, I didn't watch eight episodes for, for nothing to matter, but it feels kind of like maybe I did. Yeah. It's also... I I uh, I hesitate to use the word like, so I fill a silence and go... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought it up. The I thing fucked that, up. No, the, no, I was too. Uh, the thing that bugs me the most about the show is that Boba Fett doesn't seem to be in character. But the second most annoying thing is, like, just all the references to stuff. And, like, look, it's a familiar thing. Look, we brought this thing back. Look, we used a word. Remember that word? Guess what? There's a word. And I I, I want Star Wars to be bigger, but they keep making Star Wars feel very, very small. Yeah. And it's stuff like Spice. I don't know what Disney's deal is, but they, they bring up Spice in every single show now 
Yeah, we get and a Disney, like, you read Dune. Can they not get creative enough to think of, like, maybe more than one illegal substance in the universe? Like, I I don't, I don't get it. It's, it feels lazy. Well, and it sucks and because I, I can think like, of, like, a dozen off the top of my head. There's so much, like, yeah. weird alien and, and mysticism in the Star Wars universe. Like, someone could be running uh, kyber crystals. That isn't a Jedi. And they're smuggling kyber crystals, and, and, and non-Jedi are, are building weapons with them. And you could do easily, like, five or six episodes miniseries on that idea alone if you make yourself a decent cast of characters. And people are going to go, oh, I know lightsabers. Oh, we're turning lightsabers into non-lightsabers, like machine guns or uh, swords that, that aren't lightsabers but look kind of like lightsabers or spears or whatever, right? Like, there is so much to do with Star Wars, and you can keep it familiar. It's just do something that hasn't been really worked with. I still don't understand why we haven't got pod, a pod racing show. Because that would sell so many toys. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Or, hey, the droids are all vaguely sapient in Star Wars. Whatever makes them do that, someone's smuggling that shit, that chip or or piece of material that goes into droids to kind of give them a quote-unquote soul. There, or, or the light speed stuff. Like, the, the universe is so big, and we, we've only really gotten slivers of it, but even just taking those slivers and just expanding on things that people probably don't think that much about, unless you're like a hardcore Star Wars fan, and then making that into a show makes more sense to me than going, hey, that character people like... I will just put him in something and then piss the fans off because we're not going to do it right because no one's ever going to match what uh, what's in your head if you like Boba Fett. Oh, you know, and that's another nitpick, really, is the entire show is, like, on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking whenever something goes back to Tatooine, my thought process is always, why here? Yeah. It, there's nothing on Tatooine. That's what makes it Tatooine. And yet it's the most important, emotionally resonant. Uh, it's the only place to find anybody. It's where all the crime lords go. It's the, it, the the weird thing with Jabba is that Tatooine is so remote that no one bothers him because there's nothing there to take from him. Right. Like, that's... Why do I, I've said, like, so many times tonight. Oh, my gosh. Where's my vodka? Vodka will help. Mm. I think I want... it's bizarre. Like, I'm sorry, you go on. No, like, no, go on, because I was going to jump to something else, so like, uh, finish. Like, okay, I think it's bizarre that the entire show is based on... Uh, it's derivative of The Mandalorian, specifically. It's like a spin-off of Mandalorian. Yes. And I get that. What's strange to me is that Mandalorian works for so many reasons, and none of those reasons carried over to Boba Fett. I would agree with that. There's nothing mysterious about Boba Fett. He keeps taking his helmet off and expositing everything. He takes his helmet off a lot. There's nothing drawing or motivating any of the characters. Uh, Most of the time, people are asking Boba Fett, why are you doing this? And he's just kind of like, well, because I have honor. Mm-hmm. And well, we just we have to. It, we're 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 here, and no one else is gonna do it. So we have to. 
And sometimes he'll ask, why are we here? And it's very confusing because, like you said, and he used, like, correctly there, it seems like a waste of time from beginning to end. I think if you watch one episode at a time and treat them all as, like, little standalone adventures, they don't work because they keep hinging on, like, well, what's going to happen next week? Mm -hmm. But if you watch the entire thing, it doesn't feel like a story. Right. The amount of like weird pieces that come into play too. I know when the when the the gangsters showed up on their mopeds, I was I was kind of on board with that because it was funny and stupid, and I was like, I bet Star Wars fans hate these characters because their design is like so extra. By the time I got I done with the show, I don't like them anymore either. Every every second they were on <laughs> screen, I I dislike them a bit more because their their design work is literally it doesn't look like Star Wars. They they feel so removed from the property, especially the lady who's like dressed like she belongs in in a cyberpunk game, and and the riding around a shiny jewel red you know moped, and it doesn't fit. And the action scenes they're in are not great. I know there is one shot where uh, the the guy with the the uh, robotic eye, people show up and he does like a three sixty spin and shoots somebody. And I hate that. And it was so dumb. And, and like the show is trying to make them seem so cool. And it didn't work. And I think if they had just toned their designs down a bit and made them look like they exist on Tatooine, I would have had way less problems with them. Because in, in theory, in concept, like I don't have an issue with these characters or what they stand for. Hey, there's some weird gangsters on Tatooine that are poor and they, they augment themselves with robot stuff to help get by. It evidently helps them. I'd like to see that a bit more. Uh, it, it seemed a bit more, uh, you know, like a tattoo versus uh, functional. But I, I like the concept. And, I, and that goes back to what I was saying, where there's so many, like, neat ideas and concepts in this show that don't work because they're executed poorly. And then they're just piled against each other, where every episode is introducing more and more stuff and not dealing with any of the major plot points or characters we already have. You know what I wish this show was? And I just now remembered I had the same conversation with my parents when we finished. What? I want this to be an anthology. As in... Well, Boba Fett... uh, Here's how he escaped the Sarlacc pit and got back his armor. And episode two. uh, Boba Fett on the streets of Coruscant. And episode three. Boba Fett on Dragmo 4 and he has to find the the kidnapped princess Therimbidi from the Blooby Blooby people and he says I'm getting too old for this I, I need to settle down and episode 5 he, he buys a moon and then a rival finds him there and he has to fight off this rival and says I can't settle down I'm Boba Fett they'll always come for me and episode 6 is a cool he meets up with the Mandalorian and helps him with the big finale. Yeah, I, I think something more episodic would have worked better. I wanted to... Boba Fett has like so many iconic things that he didn't get to do or really use in this show. His ship is really cool. We see it like once. I like The fun thing about Mandalorian, obviously it was turning into kind of a, a bigger story than what it started out as. But I, I did enjoy the... Oh, it's a bounty hunter and his little sidekick pal who's a baby just palling around the you know the the, the universe. 
and getting into scrambles. Like, it worked. It's a good hook for a show, and it, it could play with tone. It could play with uh, with structure, and you'd be okay with it. Versus this, because it was so a contained story, it was really trapped in what it could and couldn't do, and then it kind of fumbled a lot of what it could do. And I still, like, mostly enjoyed it, is the thing. Like, I, I had fun with it. The fighting was cool. Some of the jokes are really fun. It, it's it's nice being in Star Wars. But it is a really unsatisfying show once it ends. Have you ever played Lisa? No. Are you familiar with Lisa? No. Oh. Um, it's one of those uh, quirky indie RPGs inspired by Earthbound. Okay. Let me see if I can find it. Um, you know what? Maybe this isn't a great example. I, I assumed that you would know more about it. I guess. Oh, sorry. What, what, it, it, it's like a post-apocalypse situation, right? Okay, it's like Mad Max, and there's no women. Like, all the women died off, and there's only men now. And then the main character uh, finds a little girl. And the world is, like, gone to shit. Like, everybody's insane and violent. And so he finds this little girl, and his only thought is, well, I can't let anyone find her, because I don't know what would happen. And she gets kidnapped, and you have to go find her. Now, what makes the world funny is that everything is bad. Like, it just, you kind of, you hate everyone. There's no redeeming characters. And bad things just happen to you. And it's like, it's it's interesting as a a weird fantasy to explore because it puts you in these um, like moral questions where you have to figure out, okay, what are my morals worth really? Should I do the right thing for no gain here? Because there's a lot to lose. Hmm. And how far do you push that line? And it's just very interesting because... It reminds me a lot of The Mandalorian, where Star Wars is kind of a a grim, dirty place. It is lawless. There's a lot of crime. <laughs> the it's it when it's not lawless, the law is worse than the lawlessness. Yeah. And for some reason it's always framed as this like uplifting like kids movie. But if you really want to explore what the underbelly of the city is like, it's a very different kind of a thing. And with Mandalorian, it's like Anybody could kill him at any moment. He he only makes enemies. <laughs> yeah. He's his job is to be hated and to be violent and violent people escalate and there's an arms escalation and he, he has a baby now that he didn't ask for. Yeah, I, I get that makes a sense. Very interesting hook. And Mandalorian largely worked pretty well. I'm guessing the Lisa game, I mean it sounds it sounds interesting. I won't play it because I don't play video games, but it is a it is a good narrative hook, like you said. I I wanted Boba Fett if he would have had a clear emotional, physical goal that he was going for, the show would have been a lot better. But instead, they they tried to hide it as sort of a, ooh, what could he really be up to? And then by the end, you realize he's literally not up to anything. The the core storytelling element 
does not exist. It is just kind of fun Star Warsy stuff. But then, like, you know, the, 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 the Mandalorian gets to fly around in a Naboo starfighter, but it's silver now, and he goes really fast, and I enjoyed that. Um, when Grogu shows up and the mechanic's like, oh, your name's Grogu, that's unfortunate. I'm not going to call you that. I laughed really hard at that. That joke was for me. Um, I like her a lot. Her character is very fun. And and so there's the... It's like eating a lot of candy. I like candy. Candy's awesome. Too much candy is a problem even if you really enjoy candy. And and this kind of had... I felt like by the end it's like, wow, I just ate a lot of candy and uh, now I got a cavity. But it was fun getting that cavity. But now I have one. Yeah. And too much candy can be boring and it can be upsetting. I don't know what Andor will be like. I've heard, I guess, good things from, I don't know, the press. So that maybe doesn't mean much. I hope it's good. I, I, I ultimately, I want good Star Wars things. I, I enjoy Star Wars enough to, to not want like schadenfreude with it. But I also don't know anything about it. Oh. Okay, I wanna I wanna sidestep a bit. Yeah. Have you seen the cyberpunk anime? No. Are you, oh, is this um the trigger show? Yes. Got the word edge in it somewhere. Uh Edge Runner. Edge Runners. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I heard some people talking about it. One person I guess enjoyed it and said, Hey, should I watch Kill a Kill? And everyone else was like, No, that show is trash. So that's that is what I know of Edge Runners. <laughs> I think that's a weird, like, why Why would you assume that you, you know what? No, it's not that weird. Never mind. I, man, Studio Trigger is so good. <laughs> uh, when they did the Star Wars shorts, I think theirs were my favorites. Yeah, those are really good. Uh, but it's funny with Cyberpunk, the 27-7 game came out and, oh boy, everybody hates it. It's so bad. It's broken. Blah, blah, blah. And then this anime came out, and Cyberpunk had a huge, like, record sales. A bunch of people were like, I gotta check out this Cyberpunk game. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they were reporting, like, huge numbers. A bunch of people that left the game came back, and they're playing it over again. Because the anime was so good that it just inspired them to get back in that universe again. And I find it very interesting how there's so much negative buzz around it. I, I swear, two weeks ago, if I brought up Cyberpunk, people would just say, oh, I bet your car doesn't even render right. And they don't care what you have to say after that. This show looks pretty dope. This is a good trailer. I love the colors. Yeah, it is. And I, I've been hearing nothing but good things. I uh, I don't have Netflix right now, but it's on my to-watch-on-Netflix list, which keeps getting longer. Yeah. I really wow, like the, cyberpunk as a setting. I will say, I, I, at a certain point, the trailer and, gets this point across. Yeah. It doesn't need to be over two minutes, but that looks fun. I, I'll, have to, I'll have to watch it's that. Just, yeah, it's strange to me that we don't see more cyberpunk stuff, but it's I guess it's finally coming around, and I don't want it to get too popular either, because then Star Wars happens, and it's ruined. Mm-hmm. Why did I bring up cyberpunk? Oh, yeah, so... I feel like it's kind of funny to me how Star Wars has this huge legacy with all this material to work with and the Book of Boa Fett, they pretty much just play it safe and don't do anything. Yeah. 
And then Cyberpunk, you know, here we have this like kind of opposite thing where a lot of people aren't super familiar with the setting. But here's a cartoon and everybody's talking about it overnight. And I find it funny on a cosmic level how there's always sort of some balance in the universe. Yeah, I guess. It's fun when like something comes out and and there's a huge cultural like excitement for it and it turns out to be warranted. And you're like, oh, hey, it's a good show. People are happy to watch this and you watch it and you're happy too because it was a good show. And and that's it. Like everybody's happy. That's great. I, it's it's great when people are happy. And there's that there's none of this weird bullshit discourse. And people are making two hour YouTube videos. Oh, I want to ask you if uh, if you were writing a Boba Fett spinoff, how would you approach it? Oh, that's a good question. Wow. I don't really know. I here's the thing is I don't care that much about Boba Fett. Like I had the toy when I was a kid cuz it was a cool toy and I you know you need that one for your Star Wars toys. But from a narrative perspective, I don't really care about Boba Fett. Even after watching this show, I don't know if I care that much about him. And so it, it, you could cop, copy paste pretty much any um bounty hunter in and it's sort of like how would you write a bounty hunter show? But then it's like, well, Bosk and IG-88, I feel like, are more interesting. IG-88, especially because he's an android, and you can do, like, different stories because he's a robot. Whereas uh, Bosk is just an alien, and, and Boba Fett's a, a clone, I guess. I think a droid-focused show would be really interesting. I think the idea of what it, what does it mean to be a bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe? Because we only see bits and pieces of the idea. And it's a lot of like, oh, they're hired to kill people. Every once in a while, Mandalorian's hired to bring somebody back in, in kryptonite. Or not kryptonite, um, carbonite. But I could also see, I don't know, I feel like you need to you need to expand the range of what it means to be a bounty hunter. I kind of like the idea of someone being hired to go find a thing, like a, a treasure chest or a lost artifact or, or a broken ship that... We lost saw it in this part of the galaxy. Uh, gravity took it God knows where. We're hiring people to go find it and grab some data off it, bring it back. And the bounty hunter goes and finds it. It's all fucked up. But why is it fucked up? And now all of a sudden you have like an alien thing going on because there's something still on board the ship. But the bounty hunter's got lots of weapons and some, you know, genre savviness. So it's a little different than alien. That kind of thing. Is how I think I would approach, uh, and I would make it. An, I would I would say an anthology as well, just episodic stuff. We're, I don't think this is on the show. Did we talk about Andor yet? No, I mean we brought it up as a as a noun, but I haven't really seen any trailers for it, and I haven't seen so I episode. I hate Rogue One so much. Yeah, it's not a good movie. Uh, it's just it's it's. I hate it. And so when they announced Rogue One spinoff, I'm like, yay, finally a Rogue One for me. And I'm watching the trailer, and the trailer actually looks pretty good. And I showed it to my mom, and she's like, I don't want to watch a Rogue One TV show. And she watched the trailer, and she's like, oh, well, when is that? <laughs> and it's like, I'm kind of looking forward to watching it. But what's weird is we're discussing, there's like four different Star Wars shows this year. 
and it's excessive. Like I wish, I I I wish I just didn't watch Boba Fett, and I, I want to have more of an appetite so I can enjoy Andor. I enjoyed Obi Wan, but that just finished. I'm, I feel good right now. Yeah. Um, I, I if we're done with Star Wars, because I think I might be done talking about Star Wars. I did. I have started building a Gundam model. Oh yeah, how's that going for you? It's been interesting. I got the body done, and then the arms, and then the head. And I like it, but I also kind of don't. I know the the point of this is supposed to be the build experience, and. I appreciate how fundamentally easy it is. You cut the parts out of the sprues. You, they all stick together. You, there's no glue. There, Everything is already colored for you, like the different grades of plastic and the different colors of plastic. It's not all the same gray like a Warhammer figure. And so you can build this thing, and it can be done and displayed without any extra work. I don't, I don't really like the consistency of the plastic. It feels a little, It feels a little flimsy to me. Uh, so I'm always a little nervous as I'm moving stuff out and then shaving down the sprue bits where they connect. Uh, there's a lot of it. Some of the parts are really small and it just, I don't really get the Zen feeling from it that I think other people do. And so there are parts of it that feel a little more like work than they do enjoyment. Like I would rather buy a Lego set. I think if I'm going to like build something for a couple hours at the same time, I can't deny that the, the thing goes together really well so far. It is remarkable like, how well they look as they build and then the final result. And this is a cheaper model. This isn't one of those like couple hundred dollar models. It's just $30 one. I'm also somewhat stressed about how I'm going to paint it because I do want to basically spray paint the whole thing black and then maybe do a Zenithal highlight with white and actually paint it like I would a miniature but just bigger scale. But I've never worked on this kind of scale before. Partly in just model size, it's going to be like five or six inches tall, I think. Eh, maybe probably five. But just also the, the scale of a Gundam, those things are fucking huge. So when it comes to effects and damage, if I feel like it, I don't know how big things should be. Like, if I'm going to put dirt on it, like, how high does mud get on a Gundam when it, this thing is, like, bigger than a skyscraper? Uh, I know this particular model apparently fights in space a lot, and so there's probably not going to be a lot of dirt on him as far as mud and trees and things go. And so I don't, I don't really know how to approach some of like the storytelling aspect if I decide to paint it in that route, or if I'll just kind of pick some colors and. Well, y- you might have some weathering uh, from the front, just from like uh, blah blah blah. What is it? what I'm thinking of like space debris and space dust and and wreckage stuff kind of floating after battle and stuff. So yeah. you might want to do like I want to say metallic highlights on the edging to look like it's chipping away at the paint. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. But only on the front side of the legs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out just like what colors to paint it. The whole thing is basically two or three different shades of blue. I want to do something a bit more maybe on the gray end with blue parts i don't think i want to do the whole thing blue i'm so used to my robots and spaceships and things like that being a bit more muted in color my least favorite thing i think about the gundam models is they look too anime which is a stupid thing to say 
uh, but I'm not really a huge fan of Gundam. Yes. So what? Yeah, I never really got into Gundam. Um, I don't know. Part of it, it was just hard to watch, like to get into the story when I was younger and, and watching anime. I feel like Gundam was either on later or earlier, so I, I never got to consistently oh. see it. I I'm sorry. I just realized I forgot it was an anime. I I think of Gundam only as the model kits. Oh, I've ne- I've never watched the anime. <laughs> and to me, the whole point is like the the. So does does the anime exist to sell model kits, or do the model kits exist to sell the anime? I think originally they were model kits. Oh, and I think I I, I you know I would love to do some history digging here and maybe figure that out i believe they're originally model kits and the tv show or the comic books were kind of like with he-man where it's it's a oh maybe this will help get attention on it setting up a narrative will help uh in fact it's it's kind of funny that was an american concept um i want to say it was transformers kind of brought that concept to japan of Hey, we want to do these toys, but the way you get kids interested in toys is you put a flashing cartoon in front of them. Sure. And then Japan was like, oh, that's a good idea. And then they perfected it with stuff like Pokemon, where the characters repeat their names so often that you get repetition built into the character design. And it's this, like, dark science. (laughs) Yeah, I only think of them as model kits. I don't like a lot of the designs on most of the model kits, especially like the uh, the main one that people think of when you hear Gundam that's white and blue and yellow and it has this kind of V star pattern on its head. I There's something about that model that it just feels so impractical and stupid that I don't I don't I that's don't really get jazzed part. for it. I know. The one I, I love got Samurai. Yeah, giant space samurai like that should make that should make me happy, but I, I think I'm hit a point where it just like there's like too much Ludo narrative dissonance or something in it. I don't know. It just doesn't it doesn't really click with me. The model I got I think looks cool, but it's also a bit more utilitarian looking. It doesn't have crazy like detailing all over the place for the sake of it. But at the same time, that stuff's more fun to paint, and so I have a lot of flat round areas and I'm like what the fuck am I gonna do with that I feel like I should do something more than just painting them blue I, I I do feel like I'm maybe approaching the entirety of this project from maybe the wrong mindset and it's not fair to the property to do that but at the same time the property's so big it doesn't really need me to, to fucking defend it oh no and I think with a hobby, regardless of the hobby, it doesn't matter how you're approaching it. If you're not enjoying your time, then you're not enjoying your time. And I kind of hate when somebody says, oh, we should watch this movie. And you watch the movie and you say, boy, I didn't like it. And then they tell you, well, no, you have to think about it in the context of it. Just stop talking there. If you're not interested in the context, then you're not going to be interested if you're curious, you're going to look for the context yourself, you know? Yeah. So if Gundam isn't for you, if you don't like the gunplay, any of that stuff, and it, it, you're you're just carrying over your 
your Warhammer painting fun. I understand why you would go for Gundam because I think they look cool and they're nice. They're popular model kits for a reason. But if you're not enjoying it now that you're hands on, that's okay. <laughs> oh, wait, is this the one you got? That's the one I got. It's the goof. Or yeah, buff. okay. What the fuck should, how should I paint this thing? I don't really know. And it's driving me just a little bit bananas. So, it's funny. There's different ways to display a Gundam. Are you, are you happy enough with it that you want it on your shelf? Um, I, I'm going to kind of leave that to the paint job. Okay. I'll probably put it There's on There's different shelf ways to I display can. these models. A lot of people like action poses, but there's actually, there's really nothing wrong with it just standing at attention like a suit of armor. Sure. Because that can be a classy kind of look, as if it's like standing, you know, at the ready, but not yeah. necessarily in the middle of an action pose. Uh, If you want it to look a little more dynamic, I think doing like weathering on the front, as if it's been flying through like plasma fields and stuff. Also, the gun, you should try and paint the gun like there's some heat damage on it and yeah. a lot of uh, like exhaust or smoke or something coming from the front. And I would also do a streak of metal on one of the pauldrons to look like it deflected a really bad laser shot mm. and it wrecked the paint job, but it's still there, you know? Yeah. It, I, I'm sure I could find examples of what I'm talking about. And you can decide if that's what you want to go for or not. But I think it's a cool model. Like, he did grab a good one. Yeah, I guess this is a pretty popular one. And I, I would say for a good reason. It's got a cool machine gun. It's got a, a shield. And it's got a big sword. And its shoulder pads are kind of neat. It's kind of chunky. But it doesn't look... I, I just, Like I said, there's a lot of these Gundam models that I would just immediately like, no, I don't want that one. I think that one looks dumb. And this one, I was like, okay, this one looks cool. This is a neat model. I really like the weapons. I want to do some kind of like insignia on the shield. I want to give him a glowing sword because glowing swords are fun. So I, I, I want to do like a, a purple to pink gradient and then maybe some like white lightning bolts going up it to make it look kind of like a, like a plasma sword or a, a lightning sword. I've seen people do that with Warhammer characters to good effect. And I think it might be easier to do on this just because it's bigger and the brush control won't be nearly as crazy and if i don't like it i can you know scrape it off and just do a flat flat gray or a metallic or whatever it doesn't have to be super complicated but i'm looking at parts of it and one i'll probably do the the shoulders for sure in blue i'm trying to figure out what i should do blue and what i should do gray and maybe I just have to wait until I prime the whole thing a solid color because I think it's going to make more sense on how to paint it once it is not colorful, if if that makes sense. Well, and you know, I, I don't want to spoil your fun. It might have been easier if you primed the pieces before cutting them off and assembling them just because of how the joints work. Wish I had done that. Now that it's like most halfway built, I'm like, shit, made a mistake. You know, I would totally custom paint one if I had an airbrush. Yeah, all the tutorials I've watched. I'm worried about that too. Honestly, when it's done, I could get to, I might look at it and be like, you know what, I'm not going to paint it. Because I don't know. There, there's a lot of ifs 
And if I do paint it, I'm probably going to want to glue it in place. And that also seems to kind of go against the uh, the thesis of the thing because it is super poseable and the joints are really stiff, but they move really well. So it holds its pose really yeah. well. Uh, They're like cool action figures. I Honestly, you talking about it, it makes me want to go get another one. I, I have one good Gundam I like. And I'm like, I don't need a second one. But the more I'm looking at these, is oh, I could, oh, that one's a neat one. Ooh, I should get a bad guy for my good guy to fight. Here, I, I watched this video. It was interesting. Uh, someone painted this model uh, like he would a Warhammer model. He and he he's using it oh. as part of a um, some kind of tabletop game. He, he customized the shit out of it too. But his paint job looks really dope. And it's it not it's I, not that much I, different it's very from the interesting because they don't normally look like that. And he's got a, in the background he's got a purple one too, so he's done this a couple times. And so I'm well, like, and I like one of the benefits of what he did here is the glow effect on the energy weapons and the the light. You know, mm-hmm. you don't get that with a traditional uh, model paint job, right? So I'm wondering if I can copy. Honestly, I. I, a part of me is tempted to just copy the scheme entirely because I did want to keep the blue because I know they're traditionally very blue, but I wanted to add more gray, and that's what he did. And I think this is maybe the way to do it. I don't know if I'm going to make it look this comic booky the way he's like sh- done all the shading, but at least this paint scheme and then the way he edge highlighted, and, and I might try that. I think I have to be okay with the fact that I might do a shitty job and, and, and fail, like just off the top. And oh, that's yeah. fine if that happens, because that happens sometimes. And, and you know, these hobbies, uh, particularly with painting miniatures and models, you kind of just have to get hands-on. Yep. Uh, you know our good friend Tyler? Is that his name? Maybe. Trevor? Trevor. I feel like it's Trevor. Taylor? Taylor. Taylor. It's Taylor. Uh, Yeah. Is it Taylor? I think so. Uh... Yeah, Our so I convinced friend. him to try miniature painting. Uh, but really, it's like a family project. Like him and the wife and the daughter. They all sat down last night, afternoon, evening, and they, they painted miniatures together. They bought a bunch of stuff off Etsy and a basic set of paints I recommended. And they just had a really nice time. Nice. And it was funny because uh, both of them were texting me. You know, I'm nervous about ruining it. I, what's a good guide? And I'm showing them how to look up good guides on YouTube. And like, here's this thing. Here's this thing. Don't stress about this. But I, I, I recommend you know one or two important pointers. But after that, just get hands on with it. Yeah. And boy, they had fun. They keep sending me pictures. They're they're looking forward to doing more. It's the sort of thing you have to just start doing, and it's sometimes a learning experience. Yeah. Exactly. It's good to try new things, even if you ultimately decide you don't like them. Yeah. Expanding your horizons. And it's not that I'm not enjoying putting the Gundam together, but it, it is like I would p- probably get a little more enjoyment out of a Lego set. Just the way I want to build something. Because there's way less work in a Lego set, and there's that kind of childlike nostalgia hit to my brain about putting one of those together. Whereas this is hitting a couple different things, but not exactly in the way I want. But it's still a fun way to spend a couple hours. And I'll, you know, throw on some music or a a YouTube video to listen to. And and it's a nice way to unwind. You know, it's still definitely hitting that itch. 
I think part of the wing was, thing with Warhammer is now that I have enough characters, like I'm building proper armies, and so you're working towards a bigger goal with that. Whereas this uh, isn't. This is just ideally a display piece. Man, should I get another Gundam? I keep looking at these. Okay. Yeah. How I about mean, we change the, the subject? Sure. Um, you like Overwatch? Why? Because Overwatch and Gundam uh, had a baby. And it was a preemie. Here we go. Gundam Evolution launch trailer. So this is a Gundam straight up knockoff of Overwatch. It's got a huh. little more charm and a little more, you know, unique, like, you know, Gundam gimmicks built into it. But sure. also. You can pick the ninja guy that deflects bullets, or you can pick the sniper that has a zipline. This actually looks kind of cool. They transform. It too, looks which pretty is fun, and it's free to play. Oh, nice! I I think I'm gonna download it tonight and just check it out. Yeah. Uh, there's a large number of people in my friends list playing this, and I didn't expect them to bother. Now, I'm curious what skins there I, are. I do for think the it's models. funny. <laughs> I oh yeah I, I I don't even know what the the monetization is like I didn't realize this was free to play until today, but it's funny to me that you commented that it's like it's too anime and that's what keeps you away from Gundam. <laughs> Where yeah. It's like oh you know you 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 probably won't feel the call to try this game out because it's very anime. I think I don't know if it played well. It, it's all about context, right? Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I probably won't it's play like, it. I, yeah, I I think uh, I know you don't play a lot of games. I feel like maybe I don't know how you're feeling, but I'm still kind of excited about that 40k Left 4 Dead game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I want to play that. That looks cool. Yeah, that might be the next thing I get you into. But um, I, I did think it was funny with Overwatch 2 coming out like next week, and you're making a Gundam kit. It's like here we go. Let's cross these topics into one thing that's both the things you don't like. Admittedly, if enough people I know want to try Overwatch 2, I'll reinstall the game and play it. Because it's free. And what the fuck? Yeah, I <laughs> well, I mean, that's true. But also, I, I'm not convinced that it's worth your time yet. I know we've talked about Overwatch a lot on this show, Whatever. and it is like the good stuff is really good, and everything else is mediocre. And so you're really playing yeah, for so that like dopamine hit. I, I've actually been playing a little bit this past week, and it's weird how I fell into some muscle memory. I haven't touched the game in a year and a half, but it's just boy, I know what I'm doing. I I had these like Arisa plays where I am just throwing my weight around, and okay, I remember how to do this. And then I'll forget about one thing, or I don't know what button does what. So I'm I'm half expert and half rusty. But I'll get into a game where one bad thing happened, and then someone said bye, and half the team all quit. And I'm reminded of why we stopped playing Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> On that positive note, do you have a glad space? We're at an hour. I was gonna say my glad space is I'm having a lot of fun working on my new kill team. I'm I'm doing salamanders 
Instead of doing a space marine army, I make it a little five-man squad of space marines. Yeah, they're green, right? Uh, I, I, yeah, I bought new paint, and I'm not happy with the paints. And then I got this other kind of paint for the base, and I, I fucked that up, and I have to start over. So I've wasted like three days on these, and I don't have anything to show for it. So my glad space is going to be... Let me... I'm going to open a new tab. I'm going to click on Twitter. What's trending? Um, Avatar is in theaters tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> I... Yeah, I, I okay. I joke about Avatar so much. Seeing that trending on Twitter brightened my mood. That's literally my glad space is Avatar returning to theaters tomorrow. <laughs> I hope it's good. I'll wait till it's on Redbox. Oh, well, no. This is the first. It's Avatar one. Wait, what? They're re they're re releasing they, they, it. In they theater? remastered it. What? <laughs> because. The most, the most visually stunning masterpiece of of our lives. Oh, and needs to be remastered again before the sequel even came out. Huh. I wonder how much money they make. There's a quote going around. I we'll see. They put they put it back in theaters a couple years ago, and it didn't make any money. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> James Cameron was quoted saying, "I guess we'll see how many people see Avatar 2. And I'm sure there's context to that quote, but that quote is floating around, and it makes me laugh so hard. What what a delight. Okay, Chad, how about a real glad space? What do you got for me? Oh, oh man, I had all this time to prepare, and then I, I didn't because I'm a dickhead. Uh, I found a song this week that I really liked, and it's not a metal song. It's a, it's a pop song by Rina Sawayama. One of these days, I will find an artist I like that I want to talk about that I'll be able to pronounce their name. But the, the song is called Hold the Girl. Uh, she released an album evidently last week. I listened to it today. It's pretty good. I want to listen to it a couple more times before I like really give it the thumbs up or thumbs down. But my, my first impression was good. But this song is wonderful. Her voice is beautiful. And the song progression does that thing where it hits a point where the, the, the bridge chorus, the final bridge chorus, it just it kind of explodes in, in terms of intensity and emotion. And so you just kind of get that wow element to it that not, not a lot of songs, you know, they, a lot of them try, but not all of them do. And this one pulls it off really well. I, I, I really like this song. So Rina Sawama, S-A-W-A-Y-A-M-A. That's a lot of, a lot of A's in her name. Uh, Hold the Girl. And then the album is also called Hold the Girl. Can you uh can you hum a, a lyric for me? No. Alright. Well, everybody, I hope you had a fun week with us. I hope you didn't have to watch the book of Boba Fett at home. I think you can watch it. It's okay to enjoy Star Wars, even if it's mediocre. Except the, the you know, two I of actually, the three I wanna, prequels. I want to open invite. Uh if anybody watched Book of Boba Fett, go ahead and write in to opinionsarecheap at gmail.com and let me know what you thought. Hey, yeah, that's a good idea. Encourage our, our, our listeners to talk to us. That could be fun. Oh, speaking of that, then, um, I don't, we don't normally plug stuff on this show because we don't, 
It's just not that kind of show. But I did uh, the Global Game Jam game that me and my friends worked on this year, and then Cameron did some voice acting and writing for called Soul Wishes is up on Itch.io for free. So if you want to play a rhythm game and listen to a dumb song we made, you can go find that. I like being credited as writing for a rhythm game. Yeah. It implies that I have rhythm. You have. But I'm only tangentially involved. You helped. You got to do some voice acting. You helped me write the uh, the intro skit. It was a good time. That was fun to work on. I wish I had more time. I wanted to like draw out uh like proper anime cells and do a whole like uh thing with that dialogue. Oh, I just that I never found be... the time to do it. Yeah. I hate having these little dumb ideas and not fulfilling them, but say la vie. I'll put, I want to put a link to that in the show notes. Okay. Let me go find it for you. Where did you... I think you sent it over here, right? There it is. I found it. Okay, okay cool. Everyone at home, be sure to click on the show notes. And if you don't want to play, that's okay, too. I love you. Kisses. Bye-bye. Kisses. Bye-bye. <laughs>